Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Nicholas Mancini, currently the pastor of Sacred Heart of Mary Parish in Louisville, and he's also the director, the spiritual director, for us here at Living Bread Radio. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. It's great to see you again. Thanks. Good to be with you. We're going to continue our discussion on what we believe as Catholics, and uh, we're going to uh, talk about a very interesting topic today. It's question 62. What is the soul? The soul is what makes every individual person a man, his spiritual life, principally an inmost being. The soul causes the material body to be a living human body. Through his soul, man is a creature who can say, I, and understand before God as an irreplaceable individual. Men are bodily and spiritual creatures. A man's spirit is more than a function of his body and cannot be explained in terms of man's material composition. Reason tells us that there must be a spiritual principle that is united with the body but not identical to it. We call it the soul. Although the soul's existence cannot be proved scientifically, man cannot be understood as a spiritual or intellectual being without accepting this spiritual principle that transcends matter. So when we speak of men, we're also including here women, you know, uh, because from man God created woman. So that man is truly himself when his body and soul are intimately united. Should he aspire to be pure spirit and to reject the flesh as pertaining to his animal nature alone? Then spirit and body would both lose their identity. On the other hand, should he deny the spirit and consider matter, the body, as the only reality, he would likewise lose his greatness. Pope Benedict XVI pointed this out to us. Okay, excellent. So from where does man get his soul? The human soul is created directly by God and is not produced by the parents. Man's soul cannot be the product of an evolutionary development out of matter or the result of a genitive union of father and mother. With every man, a unique spiritual person comes into the world. The church expresses this mystery by saying that God gives him a soul which cannot die. Even if the person loses his body in death, he will find it again in the resurrection. To say, I have a soul means that God created me not only as a creature, but as a person, 
and has called me to a never-ending relationship with him. I think if everybody would realize that when we're conceived and our soul is infused into the matter that's in our mother's womb, this is why the Catholic Church teaches abortion is so evil, because you're not killing a blob of, of matter or flesh. You're killing a baby who has a soul, who, right. who's been conceived. So, so this is, you know, and I think the pro-life movement is making a lot of advancement in a lot of places because people are starting to understand that when that sperm and egg come together, a soul is created by God. Mm -hmm. And now the baby is in existence. It's not, it never becomes a dog or a cat or an animal. It always becomes a human baby. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think that, you know, this is really uh, a point of contention where people who believe it's okay to have an abortion or they think it's a woman's body and her choice, they need to understand that you're actually destroying a person that has a soul, mm -hmm. even though they're not fully developed yet, and certainly they're not outside of the womb, but even before then, they oh, do, yes. they do have a soul. So true, so true. So question 64 asks, why did God create man male and female? Well, when we look at this, we say that God made man in such a way that he is a male or female and longs for fulfillment and completion in an encounter with the opposite sex. Men and women have absolutely the same dignity, but in the creative development of their masculinity or femininity, they give expression to different aspects of God's perfection. God is not male or female, but he has shown himself to be both fatherly and motherly. In the love of man and woman, especially in the community of marriage, in which man and woman become one flesh, people are privileged to sense something of the happiness of the union with God in which every man finds his ultimate wholeness. Just as God's love is faithful, so also their love seeks to be faithful. And it is creative, as God is, because from marriage new life comes forth. And, I, you know, you just pointed that out so beautifully a minute ago. But I think when we look at this relationship of man and woman, the two becoming one, they are no longer two but one flesh, they share in the act of procreation, bringing life, bringing life into the world and the beauty of a child. You know, one of the things that was pointed out to me uh, quite a few years ago that I guess I never realized, and, and I've been married 37 years uh, up till now, and one of the things I do, I, I massage my wife's feet so that she doesn't dump me and divorce me and get rid of me. <laughs> but one of the things that I, I was told, and I guess I never realized as much as I should have, is that what keeps a marriage going is the fact that God is a part of that marriage. He is the third person of the Trinity of, mm -hmm. of the two spouses, you know, my wife and I and God. So the three of us actually have been able to sustain this relationship and this love that we have for each other because God's been involved. You know, one of the things my dad taught me 
and then I tried to teach my wife and kids. We went to Mass together as a family every week. And again, a lot of things happened in between, but every Sunday Mm -hmm. we had Mass together, and then after Mass we had dinner together. And so this is, you know, one of the examples that my parents set for me so that I can hopefully pass on to my wife and my children is that God needs to be a part of it. And again, it's by the grace of God and the love of God that everything we have is a gift from God. And and to be able to be married as long as I have, I thank God every day. It's it's the grace of God, and it's something I certainly don't deserve. But I'm very thankful for because after 37 years of marriage, and, and we dated five years before that, my wife and I, we still like each other. Right. <laughs> right. And we still get along, it, and, sure. it's, and it's God's grace. So it's nothing I've done, although I have tried to treat my wife with respect and dignity, mm-hmm. and I try and do things that she likes. But again, this idea that God has blessed the human race with the ability of a man and a woman to live together for 30, 40, 50 years or more, it, it's a gift. But, but as you mentioned earlier, and the Catechism points out so beautifully, this relationship that I have with my wife, it's a foretaste of heaven because it's, a, it's very similar to the love that God has for us and the relationship that we should have with God, our Creator, and, and our Savior. Yes, that's so beautifully said. And that relationship of that love that binds you together until death, that is a beautiful example of what you were pointing out. So now the Catechism goes in a little different direction, and uh, question 65 asks, what about people who feel that they are homosexual? The Church believes that in the order of creation, man and woman, are designed to need each other's complementary traits and to enter into a mutual relationship so as to give life to children. That is why homosexual practices cannot be approved by the church. Christians owe all persons respect and love, however, regardless of their sexual orientation, because all people are respected and loved by God. There is no man on earth who is not descended from a union of a mother and father. Therefore, it is a painful experience for many homosexuals oriented people that they do not feel attracted to the opposite sex and necessarily miss out on their physical fruitfulness of the union between man and woman according to human nature and the divine order of creation. Nevertheless, God often leads souls to himself along unusual paths. A lack, a loss, or a wound, if accepted and affirmed, can become a springboard for throwing oneself into the arms of God, the God who brings good out of everything and whose greatness can be discovered in redemption even more than in creation. So I think it's important to point out, Father, that it's not a sin to be attracted to the same sex. The sin is engaging in homosexual activity. The act of it, yes, the act of it. So again, uh, we love we love the sinner and hate the sin. Exactly. So again, a lot of people think. I mean, I've I've heard it more than once that the church isn't um, compassionate towards uh, homosexuals, and that's not true. We accept everybody. However, we can't condone sinful behavior 
which any sexual activity outside of marriage, and that's the marriage between a man and a woman, right, is a sin. And I think that's the problem with today is that our society, and in particular, uh, even here in America, they're trying to make it normal for same-sex unions, uh, which they try and call marriages. They're trying to make that normal. And again, the church is adamant that that is not normal. Exactly. And I think, too, our society has really lost respect for womanhood. Uh, it has, you know, downgraded women in such a way that, you know, you can't even turn on the television anymore without seeing all these sensual uh ads and how they use women for all these different things. I agree, Father. Well, you've been listening to Father Nicholas Mancini as we go through the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church. Remember that Faith with Father is a great teaching tool to use at your parish along with the UCAT. You can listen to any archive show, then go by number, and they cover the entire UCAT. So just go to livingbreadradio.com, go to the programming tab, and click on Faith with Father. This has been your host, Tim Perry, reminding you that it's not too late to go to confession if you haven't been for a while. And if you haven't been to Mass for a while, again, this weekend would be a great time to start going to Mass. God loves you more than you can even imagine. And all we have to do is open up our hearts and our minds to the possibility and let God in so that we can actually receive the love and the graces that He gives us. Until next time, this has been Tim Perry. God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.